do we want to take All a right. break or do you want to go straight into the second movie? Um, I'd like to finish. I was gonna. I, I thought of an idea. Is this movie? Is this movie good or bad that you guys well, watched? Well, you have to me, wait like, just until a rough, next just, week. Just a rough one-word answer. I might know. I thought of like a little idea you guys could do to, to start off the next movie. Hmm. Is it? it, it well, do you not want to reveal if it's good or bad until you start no, talking? No, that's the, the whole, whole point. Idea? Yeah. I'm very curious to see what Jacob has to see about this movie. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if you thought the movie was bad, I thought it might be fun to do like you guys are pitching the like you're pitching me to watch it as if you had to oh. sell it to people. Okay, I have no idea what it's about. Or sure. It's well, I can do something kind of like that. I can also let's let, let's do that. We'll pitch the color okay. of pomegranates. All right, I'll explain it. I'll explain it a little better so you can use it. So I, I didn't watch this. Other, I didn't. Oh, did I knock my microphone cable out? No, I didn't. No, I hear you. So. I didn't watch this other movie. What was it called? Color of Pomegranate? The Color of Pomegranates. Yes. So I thought it might be fun before I you know, leave the, the call because you guys got to talk about this movie. Um, let's say you guys are have been hired as the, uh, the marketing members, marketing team for this film. And regardless of if it's good or bad, you got to pitch this movie to me. It, you, you only make your money if I watch this film. You okay. have to try everything in your power to sell it to me. All right. Uh, and I would love if this movie is actually terrible because that would be amazing to hear you guys explain it and it's actually really bad. All right, so I'll just go ahead and introduce it to our potential okay. buyer. Uh, the Color of Pomegranates is an 80-minute long Gautier music video directed by <laughs> Sergei Parajnov. It is about a priest, I think, <laughs> a poet maybe, um, who is born and then I think dies. <laughs> It is 80 minutes long. Please give me money. <laughs> I would watch it. I mean, he sold me. Like, I would watch that. It's a 80 minute <laughs> That is such a deep cut, dude. No one got that joke. Here, my, my little pitch might be a little bit more uh, versatile. Um, although it's not so much a pitch as it is just like a little a tagline you could write underneath the... <laughs> The movie. Uh, so the okay. color of pomegranates is. Um, <laughs> Good start. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, you really, you really sell this here. Uh, it is a Jackson Pollock painting of Armenian bisexual poetry. <laughs> okay. That was pretty good. That, so uh, I did. I I preferred the. I preferred comparing it to a goat yay music video, well, but I mean, Chandler's was, was the more too. entertaining of the two. But I think mine <laughs> might might have captured the uh, the essence of it a little more. You might have. You might have. But then again, is it possible to capture the essence of the color of pomegranates? All right. Well, I'm always around if you need more bits for your podcast. Well, we thank you for being here. Of course. Anytime. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I probably should have watched The Five Bloods again to talk about it more. But you I know skimmed what? through it. I, I rewatched a scene or two just to I refresh. I watched it a couple days ago. But hey, thanks for having me on again. Yeah. And I'll uh, see you for the next Spike Lee movie. Yeah. See you. All right. Color Pomegranates. Yes. The color, color of Pomegranates I shall introduce is. There we are. The Color of Pomegranates is a 1969 Armenian film from uh, technically the USSR by Sergei Parajenkov. And it is about the life of a 18th century Armenian poet, Sayat Nova. <laughs> and yes. 
it is uh it's a movie that is was censored by the communist party as many movies were they had a habit of doing that to pretty much everything but this one in particular for some reasons that we'll get into and um it is a visual tone poem is kind of the way that yeah you would describe it though yeah. it kind of eludes most conventional description so it does can learn. um this this is gonna be the best way i can put it uh, how often do you frequent art museums i i already know where this is going i already had this thought i don't frequent them all that often well i i used to before they were you know closed I, i'd go to the asu art museum and the, the phoenix art museum at least three or four times a year and I would go, and there'd always be these things every once in a while. Like every other exhibit, there'd be a video presentation where you're just in a dark room, and all you see are people doing artsy things. They, they look like they're reenacting paintings, and they're very sound-heavy. It's almost like a soundscape that goes along with the painting. And I always thought, oh, this is interesting, but after two or three minutes, I'd leave. The color of pomegranates is that, but I have to stay for 80 minutes. But I can't say I didn't like it. So I can't really tell if I should denounce this as the most meaningless, pretentious work I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> oh! Or... Oh, no! Praise it for being one of the most unique and boundary-pushing works of cinema I've ever seen. And, and I, I completely agree with that. Mentally. I oscillate between those two thoughts while watching it so much. And... Uh, like I praise it for its visuals and absolutely loathed it for its lack of anything grounding yeah. in a normal sense <laughs> that it it avoided any kind of actual significance or causality or yeah. character, which makes it also all the more interesting on the other level of how unique it is. It's it is it is taunting you. It's a lot, lot like my reaction's a lot like Salo, where I admire it a lot more than I actually liked it. See, my reactions are a lot more akin to last year at Marion Bad, but in a much more positive way, mm -hmm. in the sense that it is a movie that I feel like, okay, if I sat down and I really learned about this poet, I'm sure I could see a lot of parallels with the film's visuals and his life. I think there's a lot to understand there about his art and how his art was informed by what was going on. I just don't care that much about this poet and I don't want to look it up. So it's that thing where it's a mystery that begs you to solve it, but I don't really care about what the answer would be. But at the same time, there's this there's this saying that is used a lot with films like this, the, the term every frame of painting. This movie is literally that, where it is nothing... Well, yeah, that's where I thought the art example is going to because i felt like it was just going to an art museum and sitting but you're sitting down yes that was just a better as there's a much better comparison but yeah these movies all it's nothing but scene after scene after scene of these beautifully lit beautifully staged and blocked moving paintings that tell little to nothing about what's going on yeah so the soviets disliked it um because it failed to educate the public on the poet which is true this is true i don't know i still i don't even i forgot it was about a poet if you go in wanting to learn about the poet wanting to learn about yeah anything concrete about armenian culture 
you're going to be very disappointed because I feel like if the artist's intention was to teach us something concrete about this poet, what he was doing, what his art style was like, failed spectacularly. So I agree with the Soviet uh, censors there, which what they did, what they had him do is rename it so that it didn't have it, the poet's name in the title to color pomegranates. And they had him uh, make the inner titles more abstract. Yeah. To take away illusion references to the, the poet's life, which for the one and only time I'm going to agree with Soviet censors That's what for say. this. Because I think that's a positive change of bringing it away from the literal depiction of a poet's life because it's not that at all i don't know like there's no point in really trying to get anything concrete about this person from the film alone and by taking it away making it more abstract it makes the film a bit more cohesive in terms of what it's doing on an aesthetic level this this is probably the most clueless i've been to the movie yet in this podcast Last year at Marion Bed, I understood what they were going for, but I just didn't care for it. This, I, I don't really understand what happened. Even, even in, the, I, I can, I maybe this is what I uh, surmised from the the story. Poet is born. Poet has a weird sexual awakening with a woman in a bathhouse that he leers on or whatever. Poet falls in love with woman, but woman's love makes him have to leave. Poet becomes priest. Woman dies. Poet dies? Poet dies at the end. Poet definitely dies at the end. But There's no such thing as a spoiler for this film, by the way. There really isn't. You can't. If you, if you, if you figured out what happened and you went to this podcast and you... It's all... If it's we all, told you yeah you might even be more confused choose your own narrative yeah but it, it's a cinematic poem or at least it's been called that but i felt that a poem had more realism than that it's so like weird and ungrounded in any sense of reality that it just can't work for most people that in most cinematic poems and something like tarkovsky's mirror or other movies the narrative and the connotation, the films create connotations for the things that are in the film. Like water might have a, a specific meaning within the context of a movie or fire might have a, a specific yeah. meaning that the film creates. This movie specifically avoids giving anything meaning. There are a lot of motifs, a lot of repeated visuals. There's chickens again, another film with a chicken motif. It's, got pomegranates it's got a prancing horse, that scene was disgusting antlers water white clothing red clothing veils books things are floating randomly looking at the camera carpets showing all this stuff and yet none of it is ever given any narrative or any kind of meaning and you are entirely left to create your own meaning which made me not care there's one scene that I liked, and but I'll let you. Well, there's. I don't even know if there's uh, there's one scene I can say I like, but there's a lot of images I really liked. Yes. The sound is also amazing. Great thing about the sound is it's often like another thing. It's it very dissonant stops. with the image. Yeah. It often doesn't have much related, or like it's related to one shot. Yeah. And then it's carried throughout the rest of the scene where it doesn't have as much relation. Yeah. 
the but it's interesting the the sound of all those guys eating that pomegranate was just gross disgusting thing is i can't even say that there are scenes that i like because i don't know what's going on in these scenes but as far as images go i really enjoyed the labyrinth of carpets being hung up mm-hmm. i really like the way that looked and one scene one image in particular that just is sticking with me is the scene of the three old men getting the scythes and cutting the grass but they're slowly moving towards you as the wind sort of blows their hair and the grass in front of them. And then it cuts to them at the top of the roof doing that. But there's also like a guy and another sheep on the side of the wall on these weirdly placed stone pegs. It's just... People might think that you're describing it poorly, but no, you're describing it very accurately. Yes. It's random elements strewn about the frame. Yes. In a way that looks really nice. In a beautiful way. Yeah, and it that's the thing is I was always bored but never disinterested. If that makes yeah. sense, because there's so you always said, like, something. The, to the look one at. shot with them with the sights yes. going across the field like that was yeah interesting. And the thing about that is yes, there's some shots that like really evoke a feeling very powerfully sometimes, and then it cuts. Yeah, and the feeling is ruined because the next shot is so disassociated from that shot that it cannot sustain any feeling or actual like a poem would do poem builds feeling and emotion and tries to communicate that i didn't feel like this was communicating emotion in any way except for one or two moments and one was um kind of near the near the end and i started the the part it's like a poem being said or some kind of dialogue and i wrote it down and it was saying the world is a window. I'm weary of, weary of arches. He who looks through it gets burn, burned. I'm weary of wounds. Yesterday was better than today. Yeah. I'm weary of tomorrow. And all I could think about during that scene and through a lot of the film, but that one in particular was the Armenian genocide mm. and how a lot of the Armenian culture has been destroyed and how there are people that have been through so much hardship and they're living under the Soviets, which is a hardship in and of itself. and that scene evoked that sense of impermanence and kind of the death of this culture that's being portrayed. Because the film is, I think the thing that I really got out of the film was a visual poem of Armenian culture. And even then I didn't get anything concrete about their culture, but I got the feeling and like the look. Oh yeah. The music in that area, the, the clothes, the, the countryside, all of it. Yeah. There's just a, I think that moment and that moment was the one moment where it was grounded for me. The film grounded itself enough in reality where there was illusions, very small, very slight that you could miss incredibly easily. But I felt that the film was referencing that historical perspective and where I finally got to feel something for the imagery, the really beautiful imagery that I was seeing. And whereas before it was merely academic of where he's like, oh, the Armenian genocide, like a lot of this is ruins. There's It's set in medieval times, but th- these are ruined buildings. And so... I will say this. The one thing, the saving grace of this movie is that it's 80 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Even 90 minutes, I'd feel like it was pushing it. But by 80 minutes, by the end of 80 minutes, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was. it wasn't all that entertaining. But I appreciated it for what it was, and it was brief enough that I can just doesn't take a whole chunk out of my day there's not really much to say about this because there's not much 
aside from the very, very well, uh, well framed visuals, which I love, I could just watch gifs of this movie. There's some amazing stuff in here, but not only just amazing, but I, I see so much of film history in these frames. I see Bergman, I see Wes Anderson, I see a little bit of uh, Tarkovsky, just everyone. But at the same time, I'm like, they've done it better. They've done it better. I mean, I'd have to say that this movie, it's not for everyone. It's probably for such a small portion of the movie watching community. It's not even for us, really. That it's so fringe. I don't think I'd ever want it to not be fringe. Yeah. Because that's what I makes agree. it interesting. Is it it this is like the outer limits of cinema as an art form. And it watching something like this really defines and highlights what is closer to the center and what makes more traditional films good and what makes them bad and what could be more what kind of these these out there ideas could be used more in kind of everyday film so in comparison to everything i i love having this the idea of this film in my head going forward <laughs> i i'm gonna i'm gonna recommend this movie to the most niche crowd if you are a cinephile if you like art if if you if you were a cinephile with like painting a background in art history and a curiosity for the armenian culture this is the perfect movie for you if you were not any combination movie. of the literally the perfect movie if you're not the combination of these three things you will find it mildly interesting at best but it's a most minutes. likely intolerably nonsensical and yes. boring yes but it is not the worst movie we've seen i'd say it's better than greed because it's 80 minutes long this had something unique visually i i'm to back to the cinematic yes. language I'm, I'm never gonna hate on a movie for being unique does it deserve to be on the list yeah. though no. i think when all is said and done <laughs> i feel this is the one i'm probably most torn about because on one hand i think it's the most unique thing we're going to ever watch again on this list. It is. Even, even some of the most out there Tarkovsky films are tame, mild compared to this. Yeah. So I think it has a place on here. I don't know if I would let it stay in the two top 100. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I admire this so much for its technical achievements. It is just breathtaking visually. If not but the top no. 100, it's definitely a top 200. Honorable so. mention. I'll give the Very similar mention. to Solo, my opinion on that. Yeah. Important movies, but not necessarily... Doesn't have the full package to yep. guarantee it a spot. It is in, It is interesting. It is unique. It is strange. It is one of a kind. That doesn't necessarily mean I think it should be on here. I'm going to say no. Okay. Sorry, Gautier. <laughs> I think I've misplaced the list. Oh, no. I'm not sure what's next. I'm actually really, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. We even mentioned in our Treasure of the Sierra Madre review how it was kind of serendipitous that we chose it to go with the Wild Bunch and that it had that influence. And then we we're like, oh, it's not going to, we're not going to get that many more of these kind of cross cinematic. And then we watched The Five Bloods and that was 
Treasure the Sierra Madre. It was. Uh, adjacent. It, so. it was. Not adjacent to this movie at all, though. I think we're on the director's list next week. I We... I'm not sure. I, th- I thought there was another movie, new movie out that was worth our time, but I can't remember. Well, we'll figure out whatever whatever else is next. Next week is the 1970 John Cassavetes movie, Husbands. God damn it. It's like the one that isn't in my box set. I think it's still on the Criterion channel, though. So This is the point where we're at now, where I am relieved to hear the name John Cassavetes. A... a- force of normalcy by comparison i'm actually really excited to watch this so oh no we'll see uh this is an original cassavetes i haven't I, seen this know, one before you know, I'm so i'm gonna try to do um is, is this the last cassavetes on the list no we have why uh, is there so woman... many cassavetes movies on this list well they save the best for last we have a woman under the influence uh, after okay I think, okay, in that case, what I was going to do, because I, I recently purchased the John Cassavetes Five Films box set, I am going to wait till we get to the last movie before I go deep and do his oeuvre. Oeuvre. That's a word. That is a word. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. 